0: What's going on, everyone, and welcome to episode number two of the Migrate Your Money podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Crocker, and alongside me today is my co-host and certified financial planner, Drew Fights. In today's episode, we talk about how Drew and I met in college and share some funny stories from our experiences at Indiana State. We then dive into a little background about myself and touch on some of the tremendous people I have in my life and how I went from being a project engineer at one of the largest construction management firms to launching migration wealth management with Drew. We then pivot to Drew, where he gives us his background and story, which has been built on hard work and discipline. Drew then talks about his travel experiences to Greece and Italy, and how he loves to continue to learn each and every day. So without further ado, welcome and enjoy.
1: (laughs) All right, Jeremy, got your uh, first official podcast recording in
0: the other day. How do you feel? I feel good. I feel like a seasoned vet now, Drew. I feel good. <laughs> <laughs> one in and you're a seasoned vet. Yeah, I'm you? good. I'm ready to start doing this
1: full-time, I guess. <laughs> there you go. It, any any other good news to share for,
0: for us? Uh, yeah, so I do have a good news. Um, as you're aware, you know, springtime right now, right? So weather kind of sucks. Um, we had one good day of 70, but what was it? last Tuesday or whatever, a couple of days ago. Yeah. And, uh, I went out, you know what, it was the end of the day. I'm like, I'm going to go out golfing. And for some reason there was a tee time available. So I go out, I go out golfing and I shot the worst I've ever played in my life. And the, the worst, part of, the worst, the worst part of it is like, so I went by myself. Right. And I pull up to the tee box and there's a threesome in front of me. And I'm thinking, oh, these guys are going to want to golf with me. Like, please, I'm terrible. I'm awful. Like, please don't ask me. Sure as shit. Hey, you want to jump in with us? And I say, Oh, you know, I'm not very, that, I'm, I'm not that good. Like, you know, and, and they say, Oh, we're not that good either. Two of them are scratch golfers. Which is ridiculous. Like they're shooting unbelievable. The other guy kind of sucked. So him and I hung out a little bit. We, we kind of made friends, you know, <laughs> we're, we're, we're hacking up a little bit, but um, at least I got out, I guess. Right. So I guess that's some good news. We're looking forward to some good weather next couple of days, hopefully, but we'll see. So how about we're, you? Were you the worst score? I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I left after nine. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that uh, you know maybe one, the other guy fell apart on the back nine, but for the front nine, I was probably we, we were neck and neck. All right, we were right yeah. there. So. I'm sure you were. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that's awesome. So, but so yeah, Drew. Today, um, I mean, just kind of wanted to to talk a little bit kind of how we met and just give background for both of us um, for some people that don't know us right so <laughs> I'll, I'll start us off a little bit tell a right. little funny story but so Drew and I actually met on believe it or not the bass fishing team and um, for some people out there they probably don't even know that exists but a lot of a lot of I guess the division one colleges have a bass fishing team and it's actually a club but um funny story, Blaine Timonera, which is a mutual friend of us kind of sniped. I think, I think you guys knew each other from the business side of things, right. From the, from uh, the Scott college of business. But I ran yeah. into Blaine at, at the rec center and he uh, he's like, Hey, you know, just kind of recruiting people. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll give it a shot. So I um, ended up running into Drew and you and I have kind of, we've kept pretty good contact throughout, you know, the entirety of, of post-grad and whatnot. So, um, do you remember Kentucky Lake? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that no, was,
1: no. I think that was, that was, was that our first tournament that we went to probably?
0: So that's what got me hooked on the Bass Fishing team, man. <laughs> so I think it was my junior year and it was your senior year, right? And it was spring yeah. break. Yeah. And Blaine comes up with the, the great idea. Most, most kids in colleges, you know, are going to. <laughs> Panama City, going to Fort Lauderdale, and we're going to go to Paris Landing in Kentucky to go fishing for some bass, you know? In March. <laughs> yeah, in March. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, anyways, so we we fished that tournament, right? And and um, Boy and I did pretty, we did pretty well the first day, you know, but there, there's people pulling up in, like, a brand-new, you know, legend oh, boat, yeah. $70,000 boat, and we pull up in, like, <laughs> this old 1987, like, winter boat. I mean, it's better than my boat, so... Uh, and then he we did well on the first day. I mean, we were like top 20. And then the last day we just got smoked. So.
1: I don't think we caught a fish the whole weekend. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure uh, Rylan snagged a drum. It was pretty big, but a, Dude, a drum a drum's kind of like a carp. Definitely not something that you're trying to catch at a bass fishing tournament. Maybe <laughs> oh. he, he, he may have caught like another... One or two small bass that bass that weren't keepers, but I can't remember exactly. We definitely you know those, did not weigh anything in.
0: <laughs> no, you know the worst part about the drum too, and I'm gonna reenact it a little bit. But the worst part is is you're you're sitting there, right? It's probably like noon or whatever when you're catching it, and then all of a sudden you hit onto something. Oh and yeah, this thing's like fighting you, and you're like, oh man, this is this is like a six pound bass you pulled up. Yeah, the freaking drum. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, that sounds about right.
0: But enough of that. I guess we can dive into it. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, but let let's uh dive into kind of your story, your background a little bit. So just start at the beginning. You know, tell us who you are, where you're from, those types of things. And um, I might I might jump in with some questions as you're going through it. So
0: okay, yeah, absolutely. So I'm from a, a small town in Northwest Indiana. A lot of people have probably not heard of it, but it's called Snyder. Um, it's a population of 234. And I just looked it up before this, so <laughs> that's confirmed. But so I grew up in Snyder and went to Lowell High School, um, which is actually a larger school. It's it, it has Lowell, the town of Lowell, town of Snyder, um, town of Shelby, kind of all feed into that high school. So four um, A in, in Indiana, which is um, fourth largest school. So a little bit larger of a school, not anything near Carmel or, or the Indianapolis area, but um, somewhat of a large larger school. So and we grew up extremely modest. And when I say extremely modest, I mean, uh, 800 square foot house with six of us living in there. So two Dang. bedrooms, you know, so if my brother and I, we had the luxury of sharing a king bed. And it's it probably <laughs> terrible for him, because he's, he's 11 years older than me, right. And sharing a, a bed with with me is probably uh, not the best thing you want to be doing. But, you know, when you live in a house that small, that's where you kind of, you know, you all hang out, obviously, there's not much to do. And, and um, that's where my brother and I kind of through our relationship that we have today. Um, him and I are extremely, extremely close. Um, he's been a role model my entire life. And kind of everything that he's ever wanted to do, I've kind of wanted to shadow him, right? So he played football, had to play football. You know, he wrestled in high school, had to wrestle. He loved the outdoors, loved hunting, loved fishing, had to do that. It was always kind of one step behind him at everything that he did. I actually, when I was in seventh grade, I moved in with him um in Lowell he bought a house in Lowell so moved in with him and and he was he kept me pretty active in sports football wrestling would travel around with me take me to various camps um various competitions and whatnot and that's kind of how I had some a lot of my success honestly all of my success in high school with wrestling and with football and um so I had 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 always thought like oh I'm gonna play college sports gonna play college sports but after a series of injuries, and to be quite honest with you, I had some success, but I wasn't Division One quality, right? I mean, <laughs> Division yeah, two, but Division two at best. <laughs>
1: you, you went to one of the biggest schools in the state, and you went to the state finals in wrestling, right?
0: Uh, yeah, I went to the state finals in wrestling and football, actually. So,
1: yeah, so I mean, I'd say that's pretty successful.
0: Yeah, yeah, but it's it's. Crazy, you know it's a big world out there, right? So you, you're a, a small town hero, I guess. But when yeah. you get to the big leagues, you're you're nothing. So
1: yeah, um, I, you, you told me you were uh, featured in the Lowell Tribune once, right?
0: Oh, hey, multiple times, Drew. Come on now, <laughs> <laughs> the Lowell Tribune. Hey, every once in a while I get the uh, the Northwest Times, but not very often. You, know? <laughs> you got to be big time for that one. Oh yeah, yeah. You got to be going to like Crown Point or Maribel to get to get featured in that in that newspaper. So yeah. <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, like I said, had some success in high school, and then ended up, like, last minute deciding I, I didn't really want to play sports. Um, where, also, were you gonna, left- where, where did you think you were going to go play at? So, I had, I w- originally was, was thinking I was going to wrestle at University of Indy, which is a Division two school, and then um, had some talks on some smaller, you know, Division two II, Division three schools, but last minute decide, it's not for me. I had six surgeries in high school alone. Dang. So, you know when I weighed my options sat down with my brother and, and he said hey maybe you know if it's not something that you can see yourself doing like let's not do it let's not waste time you know your your body too and yeah. playing sports I, I agree with them so I ended up going to Indiana State and um, I actually majored in construction management so didn't really start out in the financial world at all. <laughs> what,
1: why, why did you uh, go into construction management?
0: Yeah so construction management it's My brother, he's a, he's a project executive for a larger electrical firm in Northwest Indiana. Um, So kind of had that background. And then my, my father, my uncle, they're all in the construction industry of some sort, um, carpentry, you know, whatever that might be. So it's always been something I've been around. So I, I figured, you know what, let me do it. I'll, I'll go in, I'll become a project manager or whatever that might be a superintendent. So went and studied construction management and Right out of high school, I started, after I decided, let's go to the State, you know, BCM program, I started with a smaller mechanical contractor, and I actually started as a laborer, so working in the field. And here's where I quickly figured out, hey, <laughs> this isn't for me, like the physical labor, I could do it, I could, you know, do it, but do it well, and I just... I came home after like a week of doing it, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" Like these guys do not get the credit that they need.
1: Yeah, no like doubt. they they
0: work their tails off and come home every single day, and you know, go straight to bed and do it again every single morning. I'm like, I am not tough enough for that. So, <laughs> um, so what I did is I I worked there in the summertime, and you know, it was great pay. It was terrific pay. So it was like the three months I would make a whole lot of money and just save it all. You know, the the nine months that I was in school. So I would kind of just work as much as I could, as much overtime as I could possibly work to not have to work during the school year because, um, you know, that was, that was kind of my time to just focus on my studies. And that's yeah. when I got dropped off at school, you know, when I said bye to um, my brother, Jimmy and, and his girlfriend, Samantha, it was like, all right, now it's time to like, it's time to actually get down to business and work hard so yeah. I don't have to do this every single day of my life. Um, so that was kind of the aha moment that I had to where it was like, let's go, you know, it's time to, it's time to actually um, kind of put in work, I guess, so to speak. So, so yeah, like at my, at my time at Indiana State was on the Bass Fishing Team with you and Blaine and everyone. But <laughs> I was also a part of um, two fraternities, I guess you want to call it. The, the first one was Sigma Lambda Chi and it's a, it's the International Construction Honor Society. Um, I was president of that and that was, you know, you you were qualified as a junior and senior is all I took, and it was top 10% of your class, so I was able to, to luckily become a part of that, and then I was also, I joined KA, which is a social fraternity, my junior year. Uh, most people join their freshman year, but uh, a good friend of mine, college roommate um, Nick, he, we kind of just started hanging around. We, we've always hung around with um, a lot of the KA folks, and, and um, you know, junior year, he's like, hey, let's He's like, let's let's become a member, let's like let's rush KA and, and just we we hang out with them, you know, all the time anyway. So, um, became a member my junior year and the senior year, and I'm really glad that I did because I formed a lot of good relationships and still talk to a lot of them today. Um, so you know, you always kind of had that stigma of like, oh, I don't pay for my friends, but I really did not feel like it <laughs> whatsoever. And I don't know if it's because I waited later till I was a junior to do it, but I mean, it was terrific. Like I said, I still talk to a lot of them today, so
1: yeah. Um, and. You and Nick went to high school together, right?
0: Yeah, we did. We did. So Nick, man, what a story! What a great guy. He's uh, he's like if you look at Thor, at one point he had longer hair. If you look at <laughs> Thor, it's like an exact picture of him. He's just like chiseled, just jacked out of his mind. He's still like that today too. I don't know what what he does, but he just lives in the gym and just loves it. But he uh, yeah, during college, I definitely. Was in the best shape of my life because of him. He would, yeah. <laughs> like we'd work out two hours a day, you know, come home and just eat straight like clean meals. And yeah, he's he's someone. He's a he's a specimen for sure. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah. I mean, back to like junior year is when I actually did an internship in Austin, Texas, and like that was my first little taste of traveling. I've always you know like, like I said, I grew up in small town, you know, Northwest Indiana, so I didn't really travel too much. And boy, I, I really enjoyed you know, travel. I know you did some, some traveling yourself. We'll touch on yeah. that in a little bit, but, um, just getting out of, out of the state of Indiana and going down to Texas, I really fell in love with it. Um, so, and then once I, you know, graduated, I took a full-time position as a uh, project engineer with a company in Chicago called the Walsh Group, um, fairly it, large construction firm. So now,
1: now that you're saying that I remember actually you had, um, you had offers from a couple of different companies. And you actually called me to talk about it. I'm just now remembering yeah.
0: that. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Don't know you
1: would call me of all people, but I'm sure you <laughs> called other people as well.
0: I trust your opinion, Drew. I trust your opinion, and still do they.
1: <laughs> Fair enough.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I mean that. So that was the one thing too is they gave offers early. So I was, it was like first semester, like early on first semester of my senior year, I got offered from Walsh, yeah. and that's the one thing. It's like, man, do I do I take it? Do I not take it? It's so early. You know, at, at that point. I mean, this is back in 2016 and, and construction was booming. So like, there was a lot of jobs out there. There's still jobs out there today, but there was a lot of jobs back then. So I ended up taking it, you know, back in Chicago. And I did start traveling a little bit more, did projects on the university of Notre Dame. Um, so work up in Michigan and whatnot. And then, you know, once those projects were complete, they were talking about a project that was going on down in Nashville, Tennessee. And I was very excited for it, but, um, you know, with that close relationship that I had with my brother and the rest of my family I was like yeah, I need to, I need to stay local so um, ended up staying local and then oddly enough how I got into finance I had a, a friend of mine from high school that is fairly successful out in the Fort Wayne area um, with a larger broker dealer and he sat me down I was like hey you know I, I think you're terrific with people you're terrific with with obviously with numbers and everything being know, in construction and and on the management side. um, He's like, why don't don't you, you know, take a stab at this? So then I went through the interview process and ended up taking a position, you know, with that larger broker dealer. And I've always kind of liked finance in general, loved personal finance, um, studied it. You know, as soon as I graduated, read multiple, multiple books on it and fell in love with it. I mean, I I I had talks with you a couple of times about it um, Mm -hmm. prior to actually making the jump. So, um, but finally took the jump and, that's kind of how I got here today. You know, it's uh, a long winded story, but it's kind of, it's crazy when you, and it's something that I've always liked. I always love like having a conversation with someone and figuring out how they got to where they are because it's most of the time it's, it's a crazy path. It's a, you know, crooked path. It's a winding path. Not a lot of people are on a straight line trajectory with, you know, where they are today. Um, I mean, even,
1: (laughs) even while you've been talking, I've kind of made a couple of notes of things that are I think parallels to our stories that I, I didn't even realize about yours, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Man. That's, that's the thing. Like I love just hearing about people and how they got today, like what kind of successes, what kind of fail- failures that they've had. Like, it's very intriguing to me. Um, so, but yeah, Drew, I mean, I'm kind of baffled or baffled to kind of babble <laughs> on a little bit by myself, but like, how about you? Let me get a little background, you know, where you come from. I know you come from a small town. know as well so a little bit smaller but
1: (laughs) yeah what'd you say like 234 yeah 234 come on I I can't even look up a population for uh, where I'm from it's called it's a little town called Eminence it's like 35 miles southwest of downtown Indy I mean literally my parents house is in a woods and their front yard is a (laughs) cornfield okay (laughs) they you know I graduated like you said I graduated high school with 36 kids K through 12 there were less than 500 it's kind of like I mean, there was an elementary school and a high school, but they were connected, right? It's all one <laughs> building, really. So, I mean, similar to you, you know, I grew up in, like, a lower middle class, blue-collar family. You know, my mom's a, a teacher. My dad's a mechanic at the county highway department. So, my my maternal grandparents owned a dairy farm, at, like, dairy farm and grain farm, and then uh, my paternal grandparents had... I mean, so on the maternal side, they had like 120 acres. And then on the, my dad's side, they had, I don't know, like 20 or 30 acres. And, you know, they had grain farm as well. And my grandpa retired from Allison's. Uh, he was a foreman there. Um, you know, I think growing up in kind of that family, that community, I, I learned hard work and discipline and um, really putting others first. Like my, my parents are the people that would truly give you the shirt off their back. Like not even kidding, you know? Um And kind of like you said, when I was growing up, um my parents and me and my sister, we lived in a trailer, and it was like an old, crappy trailer. I mean, it had a a hole in the floor, like in the living room where cats would come up inside of it. so <laughs> my my parents put like a footstool over that floor so nothing would get inside. And then I think, you know, look, maybe got we got I was a visitor
0: there. today. <laughs> yeah, oh, look, we got a visitor today. Oh, no, that's just pepper.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think maybe when I was in like first grade or something, um, my dad went to Menards and I don't know if you could still do this. You probably can, but he bought blueprints for a house and he got a mortgage or like a, a loan from the bank to buy all of the the uh, materials to build it. And it, it was like $60,000, right? To get everything. And then he, and along with some help from some friends, just built the house that my parents still live in today. So, really, yeah. So, you know, when you were talking about like the little house, the, you know, that type of thing, I was like, yeah, that's, that's kind of similar, you know? Um, and (laughs) like I said, you know, they, my parents are lower middle-class, you know, when I was in high school, they had money, money troubles. Like, I mean, probably because me and my sister made them spend too much money, but my (laughs) mom would, uh, would borrow money from my bank account to help pay the bills. And I realized you know, it was going to be up to me to figure out what was next. Um, kind of like you, when I was in middle school and high school, I did a lot of physical labor. Like, my grandpa probably put a chainsaw in my hand when I was big enough to walk. And he, like, he heated his house with uh, the, the, name it, what's it called, where you throw the fire in the thing. <laughs> oh, the, uh, the
0: wood-burning stove?
1: Not a wood-burning stove, but uh, uh, a it's fireplace, firework. really, I guess, yeah. yeah. I don't know how you, how you forget that, but so, you know, I would, it'd be like in the middle of the summer, we'd go out and split woods so that it would be there in the winter. Um, and then my uncle had a hardware store. I'd go and help him and be outside, you know, doing physical labor, or I would do like yard work for people and different things like that. And I was like, yeah, like you said, the, the people that do this deserve more respect and it's, it's probably not for me <laughs> for the rest of my life.
0: <laughs> So we're soft compared to them, true. Yeah, no,
1: no doubt about it. I, you, all day long. But so, you know, I played basketball in high school. I ran track. I sucked at both. Um, but I, I put most of my effort into school probably. Um, you know, I, I, and like I said, I realized that it was going to be up to me to figure out what, what was next and to pay for college. So I don't know what made me do it, but I just would sit there for hours after school every day and write essays for scholarships and write scholarship applications and stuff. And I mean, uh, I, as much of a, as it might sound me, it might sound like me being arrogant. I got probably the majority of the scholarships that were offered through my school, like my senior year, you know. Yeah. And then I also somehow I don't know how this was like a god thing, but we got a, you know, I was, I was doing all that work for all those scholarships. And one day we got um, an application sent to us from Indiana state for, it's called the network scholarship. My mom's like, okay, you need to apply for it. I was like, yeah, I'm never going to get it. She said, okay, apply anyways. So I did. And somehow I fooled them into giving me full tuition plus professional development stipend. Plus it was like, This professional development program where every Thursday for three hours, you know, we have a speaker come in or we're doing resume reviews or we're doing mock interviews or, you know, things above and beyond what most college students get. And, you know, of course, while you're in it, you, you think it's kind of pain in the ass. But then once you graduate, you're like, man, I, I, that was amazing. I was lucky to have that probably should have taken more advantage of it than I did. But
0: no. Yeah. So that's like, that's pretty similar to the presidential scholar or like the, the Eli Lilly scholar, right. Where they get full tuition. So that's a very, very prestigious scholarship.
1: Yeah, it was. So like a presidential scholarship at at ISU, they pay for room and board as well. So I didn't get that, but um, it's actually funded through the Lilly endowment. So it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like a a Lilly scholarship, I guess. Okay. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I think while I was in school some some of the things that I really enjoyed I guess when I was in high school my parents hosted foreign exchange students because there was a a family in our community that I don't know they were on the board of you know the high school foreign exchange student whatever it is in Indiana uh, in in central Indiana and they needed places for kids to stay so my parents said that people could come I think during our time we probably hosted three or four foreign exchange students and Okay One of them was a guy from Rome and he lived in my room with me. We kind of became like brothers in quotations, right? Yeah. And then that next summer, so that was the summer after my junior year of high school, I got to go and live with his family for six weeks in Rome and, you know, got to travel over, got to go to Naples, Pompeii to Venice, all kinds of like Tuscany, different places around. And I mean, that really opened my eyes, you know, I was uh, probably like 16, 17. Probably seventeen. I don't know, sixteen or seventeen-year-old kid from a little redneck community, never been outside of it, (laughs) and you know, getting on a plane, going to Chicago, getting on a plane for twelve hours or how long it takes to get to Rome, and by myself, and you know, I mean, it was weird. And then I got there. Rome's obviously a way different world than than you know, Eminence, Indiana is. But it was it was an amazing learning experience, and it really really kind of was the start of my love for travel um so then you know when I was in college I got to study abroad in Athens for the summer after my freshman year and then the summer after my sophomore year I had an internship in Dublin um Jeez. Ireland at a logistics <laughs> company and at that point I kind of narrowed it down so for the network scholarship you had to be a business major right and when I was in high school, I took one of the two business classes that was offered. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'll do that if they're going to pay for me to go there, right? Um, so let me, let so me stop the, you there. What
0: if you wouldn't have done business, what would you have done? I have no idea. So I really don't know. I can, I can catch you as a good actor. Yeah, I'd be great
1: at that. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea, really. Um, I don't even remember what I was thinking about at that time, probably business, I would guess, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, uh, at that time, like when I had the internship in Dublin, I was there for three months over the summer. I had kind of narrowed it down. I either want to do finance or operations, supply chain management. Um, and my internship was at a logistics company and that kind of made me realize, okay, you better go the finance route. <laughs> <laughs> so then first semester of junior year, I think, I found out about the certified financial planning major at ISU, which when I, when we were in school, ISU Purdue and Indiana Westland were the only three schools in the state that had this CFP board major. Um, I, IU I mean,
0: didn't even offer it.
1: No, I, I think IU may have gotten it last year and I think ball state got it last year or two years ago.
0: So I'm surprised with the Kelly school. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, I know. And, you know, I started taking some of those classes and I I just kind of like that made me realize that's what I was supposed to do. You know, I I always knew I wanted a job where I could help others. Like I said, you know, that's just kind of how I was raised. Um, It's something that no one ever learns about, unfortunately. So it's something that everyone needs. And uh, selfishly, it's a way to help myself as well. Right?
0: Right. I (laughs) I was gonna say that's crazy that they they don't teach it in high school or anything like that. Like I took I finally took a finance course in the school of business. And I was like, holy, like, it's just some stuff that you just never would think about that. They don't, they don't teach you at all. It's just figure it out on yourself. It's the most important thing in my opinion. And they just say, Oh, just figure it out, you know, as you go. So,
1: yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I think I still wouldn't know anything about personal finance if I hadn't found that major, unless I just somehow decided to start studying it myself once I graduated, you know? Yeah. So I kind of, Immersed myself. I'm, I'm like a hundred percent type of person. You know, I, if I, if I do something, I'm going to do it the best way possible. So I, like I, that. Beca- I, I became the, the president of the financial planning association, student chapter at ISU and financial planning association is a national organization. And there's a chapter in Indianapolis and they have quarterly meetings. So the students, uh, we would go up to those. And I met a guy who he, he used to work at the firm that I previously worked at. And he said, hey, we have an internship available. You should apply for it. So applied for it. Somehow fooled him to give me an internship. Uh, so I worked there. Somehow
0: fooled him. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Worked there the summer after my junior year. And then their uh, portfolio manager took a job at a different company. So the uh, second semester of senior year, I only had classes two days a week uh tuesdays and thursdays because i had just kind of planned it out that way and then um and then um i was working three i i started working for them three days a week trying to help backfill that portfolio manager position and so you know i was driving from Terre Haute to Carmel and back an hour 35 minutes minimum each way
0: that that was Uh, back when gas was was sub two dollars yeah good good (laughs) thing right yeah could you imagine doing that today college just a broke college student oh my gosh I probably
1: wouldn't make any money just be like breaking even maybe but I mean that was good experience right and then once I graduated I started working full-time um at a the only RIA wealth management firm like like what we're what we've started ourselves um and when I was at ISU you know like I said I was in that professional development program that was really helpful I was in the university honors program, um, so, you know, just taking, like, different classes, trying to challenge myself more. I got selected as a service learning scholar. I don't even know how that happened. I think it was because I was part of the honors program, but the, the deal with that was, like, identify a nonprofit organization in the, the Wabash Valley community and try to leave a lasting impact that kind of lasts beyond your time there, so I worked with, um, junior achievement of the Wabash Valley. I was with them. I, I was only supposed to do a year like through the service learning scholars thing, but I, I, I helped her out for two years there. That was pretty cool. Like I said, the the student chapter member of the investment club was there and I worked in the college business as well. Um, I think junior and senior year, but you know, like I said, graduated Had a double major in financial planning and investment. So I kind of got like like both sides of the wealth management area um, graduated, almost worked full time. Almost worked for eight years at the company that I previous work, work, previously worked at um, until you know, quit my job and we started this thing. So
0: <laughs> very scary. No, <laughs> I, had steady, I had a steady job for eight years and decided, ah, you know, I'll just do something else at one hundred percent.
1: Yeah, I mean that's the goal. <laughs> yeah. So, so
0: I was going to say, we didn't really talk about our, our hobbies outside of work. So, yeah. That's
1: that's what I was about to say too. So, so outside of, outside of work, what are you into?
0: Yeah. So, so for me, I mean, I, obviously I enjoy golf, right. Not very good at it, but I enjoy <laughs> doing it. So, But, um, I, I do enjoy uh, sports too. I like, I like more so the college sports and the NFL and, and whatnot, but I do enjoy, you know, watching sports and, um, whatnot too i i really i still are, am involved in fishing um i am big time in the in the hunting and fishing with my brother that's a hobby that we have and do you know a lot a lot during the winter time you know we're hunting a lot and then during the fishing getting or excuse me during the summertime getting out as much as we can for fishing um and then just anything outdoors in general <laughs> i'm actually going on a camping trip coming up in a month from today uh, Ann and i are going on a camping trip we're not big time into camping for some reason i just like like this winter time, I just had something. I'm like, all right, I want to go camping. I want to go out there. I want to. Uh, I want to start a fire. Like I want to make what are those called, like the percolators or whatever with the coffee. Yeah. I'm like, I want to wake up to that, Like, <laughs> have that thing going, just sit there and, and sip on some coffee. Uh, so I don't know. That's that's something I like doing too. But and then I also really do enjoy working out and and staying fit. Um, that's a big part of my life as well. So how about yourself? What kind of hobbies are you into? You and Amanda, what do you guys like doing?
1: <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, A man and I started dating in 2016, and then we got married in 2019, so a lot of my time is outside of work is, I guess, try to spend with her, right? Um, I mean, we like to be outside. Um, Somehow, last year, we stumbled upon this disc golf course that's probably like, I don't know, like a seven, eight-minute drive from our house, so we picked up that, and actually, you know, within 10 minutes, there's probably four or five places that we can go and play disc golf, which I'm... It's fun, you know, you get outside, get some exercise, it's free. I mean, you buy your disc, but you don't have to pay a greens fee like you do (laughs) for golf.
0: (laughs) Don't worry, I never hit the greens, so I don't really... I pay the fee, but it just goes unnoticed. <laughs> yeah, you, um, you go pay golf and a, a terrible course is like 30 bucks for 18, whereas disc yeah. golf is free. I thought, maybe I should change hobbies, too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, not really a big golf. Fan. I don't think I've ever played 18 holes in my life. Maybe I've played nine like a couple times, but I don't know. Just, you know it's just not really, not really my thing, I guess. Um, I mean, I, I love to fish, obviously. Haven't done it so much in the past couple of years. Um, like to get outside and hike uh, whenever I mean we really like to travel we've gotten to travel to a lot of cool different places. We always try to find different hikes to do there. like the one that sticks out to me I guess two that stick out to me are the Napali Coast in Kauai. it's on the north shore. We did the first half of it. the second half you have to get a uh, you have to get like a permit from Hawaii to do it because it's so dangerous <laughs> <laughs> or you have to have a guide um
0: when did you guys then, go
1: there drew uh man maybe 2019 i think i can't remember exactly okay. a couple years ago yeah and then we did like some hikes in sedona devil's bridge is one that really sticks out to me as well that was really cool um you know we like there's a park next to us go out there and walk or ride our bikes or go out to the monon and ride our bikes or the vno you know um kind of a craft beer nerd so we always try different breweries whenever they open up. Seems like there haven't been any new ones that have opened up around Indy uh, recently but we've probably been to most of them.
0: I was gonna say I can't imagine why it's almost (laughs) like COVID put a damper on a lot of things so hopefully they start up soon.
1: And yeah I've always been like a big I'm more of a basketball fan always been a big Pacers fan Colts fan now you can't freaking watch the Pacers on TV unless you have direct TV so pretty much just watch the highlights or look at the box scores. But, uh, yeah. you know, always Direct- love that. Yeah.
0: DirecTV is outrageous. We're not paying for that. Yeah, no kidding.
1: <laughs> I'm a financial planner. <laughs> I mean, I think really, I don't know. I'm I'm a nerd, man. I just, like, really like to learn. I like to challenge myself. I like to learn new things. I'm always listening to, probably always have, like, a physical book I'm reading, audio book I'm reading, listen to all kinds of podcasts. You know, I really really read and learn a lot kind of about financial planning and investments, even though it seems like, you know, eight years in, I should know everything. There's still things that I can pick up. And as I was thinking about this, so I used to have a podcast that I did for three years and I got to interview a lot of really successful people. And one of them was actually um, Amanda's cousin, who he's the CFO for a public company, but Something that he said that really stuck out to me, um, and I I wrote down the quote as as nerdy as that might be, but he said, I "I think the single most important factor is to be curious and to be well-read. Whatever it is you're working on and whatever industry it happens to be in, if you're not naturally curious about it, if you're not waking up on a Saturday morning with a cup of coffee and reading the trade journals about it and what's coming next, you may not be in the right industry. And he said that, as like, I think I'm in the right industry because- I'm the nerd that's going to read everything about financial planning, you know?
0: So then outside of, um, let's stop here for a second, but so outside of, you said you like reading and you enjoy books, right? So outside of the financial planning, I guess, um, spectrum, like what's your favorite, if you were to give me like a list of your favorite two books, two or three books, like what, what books did you enjoy the most outside of finance?
1: Um, Atomic Habits, I really like that one, and it might just be like uh, confirmation bias for me because a lot of the things that he talked about, I just somehow naturally do. Uh, yep. <laughs> the Alchemist, I think that's a that's a really cool book too. That uh, uh, actually a guy that I interviewed on the podcast, he recommended it to me. I'll probably read. i I think I've read that two or three times. I'll probably read it again this
0: year. Um, okay. Have you ever read the book Vagabonding by Ralph Potts? Nope. Okay, so I was. I kind of spoiled it already. I was going to gift that to you, but I'm going to I'm going to give you my copy of it because I was actually referred to it. I I listened to Tim Ferriss a lot, and he he had him on, and he um he kind of recommended that book, and I read it. It's all about it's about traveling and whatnot. It's amazing, so it's great.
1: Huh. To, yeah, yeah. I mean, what you just said makes me think of another great book, The Go Giver. Oh awesome yeah, one. yeah,
0: yeah. You were you were you recommended that to me, and I I think I, as soon as I finished it, I texted. It, I was like, this thing changed. I don't want to be like the cliche, but that thing actually changed me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it changed my life. But it really did.
1: Yeah, so. it's a great book, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, kind of like you said, I, I like to go to the gym. I'm the weirdo that wakes up at four and gets to the gym when it opens at five. Just like <laughs> I mean, if you wait until the afternoon, you have all these excuses. You know, you got something to do. If you get it, no no one has anything to do at five in the morning, knock it out, get it done, get your day on, you know. Right. And
0: so you actually like motivated, I used to go to the gym in the morning, but like for some reason I stopped the last couple of years, three years, and then like when we kind of sat down and you told me your morning routine and everything, it's like I gotta get back on that. So I've I've recently started going in the morning, and I've noticed that like so I skip a lot of rope, and if I skip rope in the afternoon, I'm like I'm pretty good, I'm like dead on. But if I go in the morning, because that's usually how I start my workout, I skip some rope, maybe do a little jog, and then I start working out. If I skip rope in the mo- in the morning, first thing I can not do it i'm terrible <laughs> so what, what i started doing is i started like there's like a 10 minute yoga session or 10 minute like stretch yoga session i do that first and then i started just getting a row but then i start running so i'm trying to get there better you know. drew we can't all be 4amers like yourself
1: <laughs> hey you don't have to be
0: just get it in <clears throat> but yeah awesome man well you have anything else to add on on your end as far as hobbies and whatnot
1: no i i mean I'm pretty boring. That probably generally sums it up.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. So what about any other, I mean, outside of, you mentioned a little bit of what you're a part of now. Um, any like social groups or anything that have been pretty, you know, pivotable or, or I guess important to you thus far. Like I know you and I, I'll tell you one for me is, is uh, you introduced me to, to Synergize and yeah. I've been doing that for, I think it's the third month now. And that, that is amazing. Like I would, I would highly recommend anyone in the Indianapolis area to, to uh, reach out and kind of become a member of that, or at least check it out. But um, any other organizations or, or anything like that, that you've become a part of over the recent years?
1: Yeah. I mean, definitely synergize. That's, that's a big one for me, probably a big part of my fin- friend group I've met through synergize. So, you know, big shout out, to Aaron for starting that and bringing those groups of people together. And, you know, it's really, I mean, the ethos of synergize is really kind of the ethos of us as well. Right. It's relationships, not transactions. And really the, um, the, I guess, slogan tagline, whatever you want to call it, of synergize is relationships over everything. And, You know, it's not just going to a networking event and slinging a business card, saying "What do you do?" and walking away. It's actually building a relationship with someone, and then if business makes sense, then then let's move into that. Right? Let's not look at people as transactions because they're not they're they're people. Um, But that I've been on uh, NAPFA, which is National Association of Personal Financial Advisors. It's a national organization. Um, I've been on the Genesis Committee, which is Genesis is like People 33 and younger. Um, I've been on that committee for I don't know how many years now, but I'm actually the chair elect. So next year I'll be the chair and then I'll roll off. Um, YPCI, Young Professionals of Central Indiana, that's a group I've been a part of, I think, since probably 2018, 2019. Can't remember exactly, but I'm the treasurer this year and then I'll roll off um, next year, let someone else take over. Um, but yeah, what what about you? Any any sort of organizations or anything like that 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 you're
0: a part of? Yeah, so like being in Northwest Indiana, that's what I was going to mention too. Is that we don't really have as many like networking groups like Synergize and whatnot. Um, but as far as organization goes, I'm you know part of sounds a little nerdy on my end, but like Ducks Unlimited, right? There's a, a chapter in Crown Point. Um, Pheasants Forever just recently went to a Pheasants Forever dinner with my brother. And uh, actually, was because he he's big on that too. He likes he likes hot and I'm not a huge fan of it, but I don't mind it that much. Um, but as far as Echo, I mean, other organizations as far as YPCI and whatnot, there's really not many up here um, for I guess us to take advantage of because we're we're so close to Chicago, right? So yeah. Um, but yeah, those are the groups I guess that I'm that I'm active in currently. I'd like to. join some more I think as we kind of evolve and everything you know seeing you being a part of as involved as you are in the city of Indianapolis um heck maybe there might be an opportunity for me to start some kind of you know organizations up here as well because I think the like the young professional aspect is is um I guess lacking when it comes to organizations and whatnot so yeah who knows we'll see what kind of where it goes but
1: all right. So, anything else you think that that we should add to this conversation? You think we're good to go? Anything we missed?
0: Um, you no, know, I think I'm I'm good on my end. I've I've talked. I don't really like talking about myself that much. <laughs> so I've uh, I've talked more than I thought I would be able to. But um, I know I I've learned a I've learned a heck of a lot from you, Drew. And I you know we've been great friends since what 2013. So. Yeah. 2012, somewhere in there. Um, so I really enjoyed you kind of being vulnerable and, and, and telling me like your story and everything. So, um, it's been great. I've, I really enjoyed this for sure. Um, that's kind of, like I said, you know, this one, this episode kind of want to just let people know, you know, who we are, where we come from. Um, I guess that's pretty much it for me. Do you have anything else that you'd like to add or?
1: No, I think, I I think that pretty much sums it up. Like you said, this is just kind of, if anyone cares to learn more about us, they can kind of hear a little bit of our stories and we're obviously always open to conversation. So reach out to us if you, if you want to talk more. Um, So I think, you know, next we, we did kind of an introduction to the firm um, in the previous episode, this one, we kind of talked about ourselves. So now, now we'll actually start getting into some uh, money stuff. (laughs) So I I think that probably wraps us up for this one, right? So thank yeah. you for anyone that's listened or watched. And obviously we, we I think we're as uh, people doing a podcast on YouTube, you're obligated to say please like and share and blah, 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 all that type of stuff, right?
0: Yeah, of course. And, absolutely. Here's a, here's our links. They'll be, yeah. they'll be connected in the show notes. So just yeah. take a look. There you go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if, if you're interested in learning more about us, what we do, our company, you know, how we serve people, um As financial planners, you can always check out our website, migrationwealthmanagement.com, migrationwm.com, whatever you want. It'll take you to the same place Um, or reach out to us, schedule a meeting on the website, whatever works best for you. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. None of the information provided in this podcast is intended as investment, tax, accounting, or legal advice.